My name is Vander Holyfield. I'm from Popperville, Mississippi. I think that this ELD needs to be eliminated because it's going to screw a lot of truckers over. These big corporations are trying to take over the business and kill the little man. And I say, if Trump stands for the little people, then why don't he, he step in and put a halt to it? And that's my comment. Go truckers. That was one among many messages that came in over the podcast line over the week from readers and Overdrive Radio listeners. As truckers flocked to D.C. by the dozens, an unknown number of others around the country expressed solidarity with the ELD mandate protest effort underway there. I traveled back to home base from D.C. late Wednesday afternoon. News as I was traveling in this morning was that protests had borne some fruit with a planned meeting with the FMCSA officials at DOT headquarters. Outside headquarters yesterday, as many of you have may have read yesterday, contingent of around 20 bobtail trucks, their operators and others from the Operation Black and Blue group parked there to demonstrate. As efforts continued on Capitol Hill from various communities of drivers, from Tony Justice and the ELD or ME group, the Indian Punjabi American Sikh community of operators who also rallied in California and other West Coast and some East Coast cities, Polish-American and other Eastern European haulers, Hispanic-Americans, and many others as well. The trucks at DOT remain this morning, judging by a couple live feeds from the location. If we can get further information about the results of the meeting, we'll update you. But for now, I thought I'd share a conversation I had with Justice after the Tuesday beginning of the ELD or ME group's efforts in and around Capitol office buildings. Night had fallen at the Doswell truck stop 80 miles south of D.C., and the talk started around just what the first day had yielded. Today I learned that uh, people will pay attention to you if you're standing out there with some signs. People want to know what's on your mind. Uh, that, that was surprising to me. Uh, we had several, over well over 15 or a dozen or 15 uh, representative aides going to walk up to us, what, what are you guys doing? The second thing I learned is uh, these representatives don't have a clue what they're voting on except for what it's called, uh, ELD mandate. They have no idea how it affects our job. They have no clue how, how it could affect the industry, the, the difference between the mega carriers and, and smaller fleets, 20, 30 trucks, or 60, or uh, independent owner-operators. Uh, they, they just don't know. I mean, it would be, I went up to uh, uh, Duncan's office my representative from East Tennessee, yeah. and, uh, and and went in there, and I talked to them for a long time. I ended up actually getting to talk to Representative Duncan for about five minutes, but I talked to his aide for about 30 minutes, and uh, man, they just, uh, I just looked at him. I said, I said, you know, I said, you guys voting on this would be like us voting on a bill to tell you all how to do your job, and we don't have a clue what it takes to do your job. And, and that's kind of... Uh, what these representatives have to go on the vote, and and then you have this safety thing tagged on it, so it makes them sleep a little better at night, thinking, oh, we voted for something that's going to make things safer. Right. Uh, you know, FMCSA, HEA, whoever it is, did the studies uh, that that the mandate will save 26 lives a year. 
which it happens as they did those. Yeah. And you, you know, and it's going to cost you know around two billion to implement this thing in the trucking industry, and you can't put a dollar value on a life. I mean, right. I understand that, and then that's awesome to save 26 people's life, but. Man, I think you could spend way less than that and, and and target the areas that make sense to make more safe. Higher, you know, higher hiring standards, yeah. better training. Just because you pay to go to driving school don't mean you pass. There should be a certain criteria, a certain amount of tasks that you have to be able to achieve. Before, you know, you don't just get your license. Well, there, you know, should be, there, there should be more. I mean, there are tasks that you have to achieve now, right? I mean, uh, to get your CDL, but... What you're saying is maybe there should be some more of those. Yes, I mean, I, I They're think, doing that. I mean, they are doing that. To their I, credit. To their credit, yeah. And I'm sure they're doing a lot of good things. But at the same time, just in the last three months, I've had two drivers come up to me at a truck stop and hand me their their way ticket and go and ask me if they're legal. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> that one guy was really, he was legal. He was under 80000 but he was like 33860 on his trailer right. and 29000 on his drives. I said, I said, no, you're, I said, you're under gross. He said, oh, good. He started talking about wait. I said, you need to balance that out. You need to balance that out so, you know, reduce your risk of having a blowout on your on your trailers, you know, when they're so heavy. Make your truck pull a lot easier, less emissions. Uh, there's just a lot of things that ain't being that ain't being taught. And there's just so many other things that can be addressed that I less than $2 billion and save a whole lot more lives than 26. Cost less the industry. Justice makes reference here to the annual number of lives, 26, estimated to be saved by the FMCSA as a result of the ELD mandate. I figure they came to through analysis in the text of the final rule. Why not? I mean, do a nationwide campaign, just like like the seat, the seatbelt mandate. Back when they did that, you know, everywhere you look, there were signs. I mean, start educating the public how to and what not to do. I mean, there's nobody in America that shouldn't know that it takes us three football fields to stop the semi. Right. Everybody in America that sits behind the wheel should know that. Yeah. There should be a section in the driver's license study guide when you go get your license dedicated right. to things like that and actually have questions on the test. Right. You know, I mean, and it, and that can't cost a ton, and a ton to part do. part of a road test. Get on the interstate. Yeah, yeah. Driving around the trucks and stuff. Right. Yep. What's your name? Al. Al Witness. How do you spell it? W-I-T-T-M-U-S. Okay. Uh, but just some common sense stuff right. that they could do that would cost a whole lot less. It would make a whole lot, a whole lot more sense. And crack down, for the love of God, these mega companies, you know, they're worried about filling seats instead of what they're filling them with. For guys like us that's been doing this a long time, you know, you, you realize the... It's a little scary to think you're passing somebody. Yeah. I mean, because people are in a certain situation, you know, they don't have a lot of experience. It's, it's disconcerting. You know, yeah. We sure. have, you know, FMC, it's, it just blows my mind that, that, you know, we our families, when I'm out on the road, my wife and my four kids, they're they're on the interstate, too, beside these trucks. Right. And I guarantee you there's nobody in this world that wants the highways any safer, safer than truck drivers. I mean, we spend 80% of our life out there. We want to get back there. Recording Tuesday night, keep in mind, I asked Justice for thoughts on the group's strategy for the coming week, which ultimately, in tandem with Operation Black and Blue, have yielded some results in access at the DOT in a meeting earlier today with federal officials. Here's what he had to say Tuesday evening. We seem to have a lot of good luck with the smaller group today. Uh, I think uh, 
if you have 40, 50 people standing in one place, it's a little bit intimidating for someone to walk up to them. And with 15, 12, 15 people like we had standing there today, uh, you know, saying hello to people in a while, by, hey, doing, we had, like I said, a dozen or, or more people, age, representative age, walk up to us and ask us what we're doing. And, and uh, so we do a count in the morning. And I'm hoping, you know, we, I know we've already doubled from the first day today okay, to, so to what we got Okay, so probably tomorrow. more like about 30 people. We're 40 people. Oh, yeah, like 40. 40 okay. people. Yeah, because we had, what, uh, nine in the van and five or six in the We had about 16, six, I think. About 16, 16 so, yeah. yeah, I think we we're up around 40, and, you know, there's some rumors that some other drivers from the other groups might be coming down this way. I hope we have 60 people, okay. which would be great. That'll give us three groups of 15, and we can hit uh, two of the representative buildings. Right. And and then put a group in front of the Capitol, uh, and do that, do that tomorrow, and and then at the end of the day we'll get back together and assess, see how bet it felt like that worked. If it worked really do really good, we'll do that again Thursday. And I think Trump's supposed to be back to the White House sometime Thursday, Thursday evening. Yeah. And uh, Friday we'll just see how many people we got here. I know there's eight people I know tonight rolling in. Yeah. On top of what we have, plus on top I don't know what's going to show up uh, from the other groups. So. You know, hopefully, you know, we'll just take them all the last day and just go to the White House right. and, and get in front of the White House and one big group and, you know, see if we can, you know, we, we had six different media outlets uh, today get a hold of us and do stories. So, you know, we had a big news station in Richmond, Virginia that came, actually came here to the Dodgeville truck stop right. and uh, interviewed some of, the, some of the drivers, some of the people that showed up for the protest and they came back to see them, did some wide shots just so they could get all the trucks in the picture and stuff. Um, we had, you know, uh, another news media place out of Oklahoma uh, so, so anyway six different ones and uh, so I think that I think we'll pick up that many more tomorrow and, and hopefully by the time Friday gets here maybe if we you know we get lucky that this this will kind of trickle around and maybe maybe even some of the bigger news yeah. if we get lucky you know I mean we, sure. we, we've, we've busted our tails you know I've been I've been blessed uh, you know, you remember when I called you, like, what did I do when I started <laughs> when I started that group and we had over 10,000 members in five days. And yeah. I realized then, you know, I'm not really an advocate. I'm, I'm a truck driver, a songwriter, a singer, and I'm passionate about my industry. And, uh, you know, I started building a team, you know, and uh, they've worked, we've all worked our butts off since we started the group. And uh, we've done all we can do with, with the knowledge that the good Lord's give us. And, you know, yeah. now we're here and we're just, we got to see how the stars line up. You know, so it's kind of a lot like the music business. You just work really hard, you, you sacrifice, you dedicate yourself. You show up one day and you see how it goes, you know. And sometimes it, you sink, sometimes you swim. And, you know, I think we, I think today we, we tread water, you know. We didn't, we didn't, yeah. we didn't, uh, didn't sink. We didn't swim 100 yard manly, but we didn't sink either. And, uh, I think it was a pretty positive day. The ELD or Me Group's efforts, along with those of individual owner-operators around the country advocating locally or to D.C. from afar by calling reps and senators, bore some fruit in three additional co-sponsors the first day of the demonstrations. The H.R. 3282 ELD Extension Act of 2017, which would delay the mandate two years, now has 55 co-sponsors, up from 52 earlier in the week. OIDA board member Monty Wiederhold was likewise in D.C. on Tuesday, he says, He's hopeful his meeting there with three different reps, staffers, as well as his own Ohio rep, Jim Jordan, moved the needle with them. Most were supportive, he said, but not sure if it will be in time, as he told me. 
Getting the White House's attention with the coalition of various industry organizations announced last week, Peter Holt says, has still not borne fruit exactly either, unless the meeting at FMCSA offices today is evidence of a change. OIDA issued a press release Thursday hammering home the Trump administration's professed concern for the burdensome nature of undue regulation on small business, too, hoping administration officials would take notice. We'll see where it all goes. As Justice says, maybe stars will align just how they're meant to. Friday, organizers of all contingents within the demonstration seem to be planning to gather on Constitution Avenue between the White House and the Washington Monument. For further information about the sometimes shifting plans of either protest group, refer to the ELD or ME Facebook group, likewise the Operation Black and Blue website, easy enough to find. As for those around the country, readers responded to our call for their thoughts on those in DC's efforts in large numbers. We won't get to everyone here today, but stay tuned for further reader responses going forward. Likewise, more thoughts from those who went to DC. Here's more from those around the country many of whom shut down this week in solidarity. Overdrive's poll of the readership this week showed as many as 50% had either shut down or taken to the streets and parks the nation's capital. Life goes on for many, of course. Further voices and a couple questions follow. Yeah, this is Pete Williamson. Uh, I live in Troy, Missouri. Uh, I am totally against DLDs. Uh, they're actually totally unsafe because it's a machine telling you when to sleep, when to get up, when to drive, and you're just pushed for time. It's it's uh, it's like being uh, basically a prisoner in your truck. And there's no freedom in it at all. Uh, it's very unsafe for all the drivers out there, including the people, all the people that are in cars on the highway. It's just ridiculous what you, what they're doing to truckers. Um, well, God bless y'all. I hope it all works out. Good afternoon. My name is Danny Furman. If you are man, I'm calling from Stillwater, Oklahoma. In regard to the ELB protest currently going on in Washington, D.C., I'm curious as to why there's no national news organization or press releases uh, that have been put out about this subject. I've shut my truck down in sport, but I need to know we're making progress. I hate to shut my vehicle down and lose revenue if no one else is. See if we can't get some national press involved. Thank you. Danny, you're right. The national media have largely not picked up on the efforts, though there have been some reports by local TV and newspapers. The press release issued today by OIDA, however, mentioned the grassroots efforts of drivers in D.C. and around the country and may well lead in that direction. This is Paul Crawford from Orlando, Florida, and I am shutting down this week. Kevin Schlute from Niles, Michigan, been an owner-operator, driving for over 40 years. I oppose the ELDs for a simple fact it takes my freedom to spend time with my family all the time. And I've had my truck shut down since the middle of June because a carrier I'm leased to demanded I put my ELD in. And I said, well, I'll see what happens. 
in the next long run. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. This is Willie Davis, owner-operator, owner of Davis Trucking Unlimited, Charlotte, North Carolina. I support your efforts to override this mandate of ELOG. Thank you so much for your efforts and hope we can override this situation. Uh, it's Brandon from uh, South River, New Jersey. I just think the ELDs aren't going to help anything. They're not going to solve the matters in trucking, the problems in trucking. Um, it's not going to make it any safer. In fact, it's only going to make it worse. Because here's an example. You're stuck in New York City on a load, and you don't get done until rush hour. Instead of sleeping from like 5 to 8 o'clock, you got to drive in that rush hour traffic. It just all doesn't make any sense. Plus, it's an infringe on the driver, too, as well. That's just my opinion. Thank you. Yeah, my name is Tor, and I'm calling from Vermont. I've been driving for 20 years, and I'm, uh, I'm on the fence with the ELDs. I am not against them, but I really think they have to do something with the 14-hour rule before they just put an ELD in the truck. Um, when you're sitting at a dock and that time's ticking, we're not getting paid. Um, so we should be able to log that off duty. Um, I really think they need to do something with the 14-hour clock. Um, until they do something, with that 14-hour rule, uh, I'm against the ELDs. If they can do something with the 14-hour rule, I'm fine with the ELDs. But when we're stopped, that clock shouldn't be running. Um, for human beings, if you want to stop and, and, and eat lunch, uh, everybody has a, has, a, has a break at work. I understand that. Their clock's not running. They're not getting paid to eat. Uh, we're only allowed a half an hour. After that, clock's still running. We're at a loading dock. Some guys are at loading docks for two, three hours. Clock's still running. That's unfair. We're not making money as we're sitting. And hell no, they're not going to go after the receivers and the, and the shippers. So they need to really uh, take that 14-hour rule into consideration before they just start throwing ELDs in the trucks. Thanks. Jelu Salvetiu, Joliet, Illinois. I'm shut down for the protest of electronic logbook. Yeah, I'm just calling to find out about this ELD. Everybody's got the scare tactics of a mandatory December 8th. I'm just seeing how that's going to affect the oil patch out here in West Texas, South Texas, and Louisiana area. Um, Mark is still out of Waxahachie, Texas. I'm just seeing if we're going to have oil field exemption or they're going to give us a line five to where the clock stops and then just picks back up again. It doesn't shut down at the 14 hours. Thank you. Best answer I can give you on that is that the oil field hours won't change with the ELD mandate. If you're keeping logs more than eight days in any 30 day period, assuming nothing changes about the mandate deadline, You'll need to use an ELD to keep those logs on December 18th. There are a lot of devices that contain the oil field hours exemption rules in them though and will adjust automatically for those rules. 
Yes, this is Tony Chase from Jonesboro, Tennessee. I'd like to say that uh, the e-logs is not going to make anything safer. There was a guy on uh, on TV a couple of weeks ago on 60 Minutes. He has proven that 85% of the wrecks with big trucks, they all had e-logs. It's just something the big companies want to do to push all this little guys out of work. This country is growing, so don't let us... Don't let them big companies put us on welfare. Stop the stop the electric log. We don't need it. We know when to stop and when to go. Thank you. My name's Gary Graham. I'm calling from Lamar, Missouri. I've been a truck driver for 45 years, and I'm talking about these ELDs. Uh, there's no good coming out of them things. Um, my biggest concern with the things is that terrorists can use them for weapons. Uh, they can uh, GPS track trucks, and now I hear that they can actually hack into them and take over things like the accelerator and the brakes. Um, and also, I, I know that uh, I've had them in my truck before, and I, I was working for carriers where I've run out of hours, where I've come on the 70-hour rule. And I've actually had people in the safety department go in and change the hours in the ELD and then tell me I have to make the run. A paper log is in the driver's own handwriting. That being said, nobody can change that log except the driver. And the law is the driver's log has to be in the driver's own handwriting. Uh, and so I really can't see how they can enforce an ELD law simply because it's not in the driver's own handwriting. Um, anyway, that's all I got to say for now. I just, uh, I just hope that uh, everything goes, goes for the truckers on this. Um, thank you. That's all for now. Every day, where's Kate?